Good evening, everyone, and welcome back to another episode of Beer League, the show where we give our non-expert expert opinions on anything and everything. This week, we have a phenomenal episode with you, even though we are without beer. That's okay. There's no triple B to break down. The Bears are pretty quiet leading into the draft, which I respect. Uh, Ryan Poles, he did say that we are not in a rebuilding phase, which makes me think we are 100% in a rebuilding phase. Uh, you never say we're not if you are, or if you're actually not. But, so we have some sports talk to break down. We do have a full timeout, And then the rank, because the NFL draft is coming up, we are doing the worst draft picks in sports history, not just NFL, all sports together. So without any further ado, let's get right to it. Let's take it from the, uh, the tippy top there. Low Budget presents Beer League. Okay, guys, welcome back. Uh, We did not have an episode last week, but we are back. We are not in studio, unfortunately, but we will be soon. So, I haven't seen you guys in a while. I took a little trip. I'm a little tanner. I get to start off. Uh, So, in my week away, um, I went to Coachella again. I had a blast. So much fun. Uh, the one thing that I was telling everyone that was very different than my first time being there to this time, this was my fourth time in a row. Uh, my first time being there, I met Cam Newton, Selena Gomez, Jared Leto. Whoa, those are pretty big names. Yeah, really like cool. Like you said, hello, my name is Joe. Madden. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Uh, this year, all YouTubers <sighs> find a real, or I don't know, some people might consider him a real celebrity. I don't. They're YouTubers. Um, I got to see Churdley's. He was in the campgrounds, like right next to me. I was like, dude, I thought you'd be in VIP by now. He's like a comedy Instagram, TikTok, YouTuber. Churd? Churdly. C-H-R-E-D-L-Y-S, I believe. Churdley's. Yeah. Oh, okay. That's the thing. Um, and then I got to meet actually a very nice guy, except I do have a little bone to pick. Uh, his name is Stevie Emerson. He also goes by Slappers Only. He makes some of the funniest uh, YouTube videos I've seen in a long time. He has the whole thing of like the Wolf of Wall Street, but it's like different stuff. So it's like the Wolf of Wall Street, but, you know, day drinking and stuff like that. It's just funny. Um, I met him in a crowd. I said, what's up? Very nice guy. He did me the prayer hands. He said, thank you so much for listening and supporting. I was like, whoa, that was very nice of you. Did you tell uh, him clearly? What? Did you tell him about Beer League? Oh, yeah. I told everyone. Well, I was wearing it. I was wearing oh. this hoodie a lot. There you go. Um, but I do have a bone to pick. All of his videos, he talks about he shits on himself for being only 5'9". I'm 5'9". Same. That's and some I, bullshit. And I towered over him. I towered <laughs> over him. I was like, you're lying about being 5'9"? Like, come on, my guy. Like, he was probably, no, this is not a dig. This is not a dig. This is just factual and a representation to scale. He's about Dan's height. Whoa. I don't want to be mean, but he, <laughs> he happens to have a similar height to Dan. How, how, uh, how tall is Dan? Or how short think, is Dan? Sorry. I think 5'6". How short is Dan? <laughs> I, was, uh, I was thinking 5'6 height. 
That sounds about right. That sounds right. Yeah. So I wanted to say something, but he was so nice that I was like, no, I'm not going to say anything. Um, but he no, he's remembered you if you did. <laughs> but he gave me the prayer hands when he said, thank you. Thank you so uh, much. I was like, son of a gun. And uh, I was on my way to go see Danny Elfman, the uh, composer that did like Edward Scissorhands, uh, Simpsons, all that stuff. Yeah. Um, so I was very nice. Um, it was a great trip. We went to Santa Bar, no, Santa Monica after. I rode my first roller coaster since I was in high school. That was a blast. I forgot how fun roller coasters are. They're a good time. They're so uh, much fun. Dude, they're so much fun. And, like, I was in line, and I was, like, getting a little nervous. I was like, wow, I haven't been on one for a while. And then I see, like, this, this like, group of, like, maybe 10-year-olds. And I was like, oh, like, if they're going to do it, I got to be a man about this. I got to, yeah, I got to, like, keep a sure. cooler face on. But like you know when you you know when the drop of a roller coaster you're like your heart sinks and like you feel like you lose like you get the wind knocked out of you or something I was like wow I haven't had that in so long but it was so much fun um, had a lot of really good food out there got to see some friends that was good um, the best part was probably the weather I mean it was like eighty and sunny every day it was beautiful um, yeah anything else no oh I played golf I broke in the new irons. Um, I went to the the range before the round, and I had 15 golf balls. I got three or four up in the air. I shanked or thinned pretty much everyone. And so I was a little nervous. I'll I'll be honest with you guys and our listeners. I'll be honest. I was very nervous. I was very nervous. I was thinking, whoa, I just spent all all this money. I can't even get the ball up in the air. And it was scary because, like, after the first couple of shanks, I'm like, I'm going to really try to hit down on this one and, like, make it go up in the air. No, it didn't work. Um, so I was a little nervous when we were playing, but like when I was playing, it was better. I I did have two I did have two shanks while playing, but I shot eighty one. I was I was very happy with that. Um, oh, I had day. some good yeah I had some good shots. You know I I think I got them all. I got most of them out on the range. Well, there you go. You got to break it in a little bit. Yeah, I was like, let's let's throw these shanks away. That way. You know, I don't have 10 on the course. But uh, that was a lot of fun, except we did have to walk. I haven't walked a golf course in years. Um, that shit sucks. It's not fun. It's they terrible invented, to walk. They invented golf carts for a reason. You know. Well, it was rainy, so they didn't let you take carts. That's like the dumbest shit I've ever Dude. heard. Like, it's awful yeah. weather. <laughs> you, can't, like, you can't speed through a round if you're walking. And even if they say like, well, you don't want carts messing it up. It's like, it's, it's grass. It's the ground. It's literally supposed to soak up water. Like that's, that's like what it was made for. I I don't get any of that logic. And if like worst case scenario, you say like, Hey, like cart path only, like something like that, you know, that's what we thought. Why not at least do cart path only? But so all of us that played were on the golf team together. So we've walked, you know, probably over 600 rounds in our life. The first nine, we were all feeling good. We were looking at each other like, we could do this. We could do this. Not too bad. By 15, everyone was complaining about something. Ah, <sighs> oh, my back, my knees, my ankle, my shoulders. It was always every, – everyone had something to say. And on 18, my buddy Jimmy asked me, he's like, if, there was, if this was like 15 or 16 and we had like three, four more holes left, he's like, would you play? 
And I had to think about it for a second. I was like, I don't know. I was like, I don't want to keep walking these long par fours. But we did it. We did it. We're the strongest people alive. But yeah, I don't want to ever do it again. So that that's it for me. It's there's there's so many things in life that that I feel like are like that. Like if if you're if you're doing some sort of challenge where you're like running a long distance or like eating a lot of something, anything where you have to pace yourself and it's some sort of long amount of time, there's always that first third to first half where you're just mentally like just keep it up, keep it up, feeling good, feeling good. And then there's something about it when you hit that 70 to 75 percent mark where everything just the physical catches up with the mental and it just goes crashing down. I like that number. That's exactly right. (laughs) Like I've been doing this so long and I'm still not quite at the end. Like when you're like, I can get it together. But yeah, before you even said that, Joe, I was like, I bet around whole 14 or 15, they were probably feeling it. And that's exactly what you said. where, Where those two areas sort of intersect is where it becomes too difficult. Well, we're also the idiots that we did the so we did the yardage of the course. So we're like, oh, it's only about like a seven mile walk. Like, yeah, we could do this. You know, you break in between. But if you've ever been on a golf course, there's more walking than just to the hole, <laughs> and then the next hole isn't like attached to the green. There was like a couple of walks in between holes that you would have to like walk like five ten minutes, and we were like, oh, we're idiots. So we ended up walking 12.5 miles. Oof. And, and dude, it was just so stupid. Ball or something. You're yeah. Everything like dude, that. I had one shank that went completely right. And I, I'm not even lying. I looked at it and I almost was like, mm, I'll drop up there. Like I, I almost just left it. It went like 60 yards directly to the right. And I was like, mm, I don't know. I'll just take a drop up there. But I was like, I haven't lost a ball this round. I was like, I got to go play it. But yeah, so that was my time. How you been, Nick? Uh, I'm doing all right. Um, you might be able to tell I've got a, a little bit of a cold going on. I don't have COVID, uh, which is good. But uh, just a little bit of, <coughs> excuse me, a little bit of uh, allergies and cold, spring cold thing going on. So voice is a little, uh, little weird, a little tired from that. Um but other than that, things are good. Um, last week, I went to a concert at the Riv. I saw Spoon, who fantastic kind of um, you know '90s, 2000s rock band that are still going. Mm-hmm. Um, heading into it, my girlfriend and I were like, because a couple weeks ago, or about a month ago, we had gone to see Glass Animals, and at Ooh, Glass how Animals, was that? Yeah, that was great. Um, I've seen them like four or five times now. They they put on a really good show. Uh, but every time I've gone, I've been like, I'm on the older end of the crowd here. Like they they've they've definitely leaned into kind of the the dance dancey feeling music, especially with their latest album. Um, so like they're pretty popular with the youths. So we go to that, and it's like at 31, <laughs> I am with the youths. I am the oldest person there, uh, which I'm fine with. You know, it's whatever. Um, so then heading into the spoon concert was like, you know, there's going to be people older than me there. Cause this band's been around for like 25 years, but like, I don't think I'm going to be like that young, get in there by far. We're the youngest people there. Like everybody else is like in their forties. Um, everybody else is, you know, just like old hipster dudes mainly. So that was kind of funny. Uh, just like an interesting dynamic of, uh, of crowds, uh, across all the concerts that I've been to. 
so with was- Spoon, though, I remember Kenny wanted to go see him at Lala one year, and I was like, yeah, I'll go see Spoon with you. And if you, if anyone's been to Lala, we were at Perry's before. We were 25 at the time. And Perry's has gotten, like, teen bopper stuff. Like, it is like you could see a 13-year-old there. So we were in the back of Perry's, and we were like, whoa. We might never be able to come back here again because we look like narcs. How old they look. And then we went to Spoon, and we were by far the youngest people there, and we're like, I like this more. I prefer to be the younger person there than the older person. Yeah, I agree. Makes you feel good. Uh, yeah. You don't feel don't feel weird or anything like that. Um, but yeah, it was a good show. Um, so there was that. Um, this past weekend, it was nice weather, so it was just outside uh, as much as possible on Saturday, drinking with some friends and stuff. So that was a good time. Um, yeah, ready for... Uh, ready for the the permanent warmth i think we've we've had too much of this over the last month or so of just the here's a few days but then it's gonna get cold again and then it's gonna go gas for Mm -hmm. and it's like yeah it's just i'm i'm tired of it give me give me the real stuff so i get it johnny yeah same by now i would have played like four or five rounds but i got my first round in last week uh went with my dad it was really crowded, but it was good to just be out there with carts. That um, yeah, was a lot of fun. And then I also went to a Cubs game last week uh, against the Rays. They lost. Um, nothing very exciting there, unfortunately. Um, I think they got swept by them. But uh, other than that, not much else besides training for the half marathon next month, working, waiting mm-hmm. for it to get nice. Nice. I was going to say, Johnny, the face is looking a little little too thin. we got to make sure you're eating there, my guy. you got to get those yeah. carbohydrates up. you got to get the fuel. you got to transition. Mm. You can't call it food anymore. you got to call it fuel. Yeah, you're right. You're I right. need my fuel. Like, I don't need to eat. I just need fuel. <clears throat> I've been craving a lot of uh, – I have a few barbecue-specific clients. And all I can think about is barbecue. We need to get beer in Chicago. Stat. There's no way I could wait till the golf trip before mm. we. Uh, he's been making some delicious looking food. I don't know. If and he just it. sends all the photos. He sends it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And he's good at getting at taking those photos. Now he, he's catching the the light. He 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 knows what he's doing. By he's the way, the him. last time he sent the photos to the group chat was Good Friday, which was the last day that I couldn't eat meat for Lent. <laughs> yeah, you know how you know how torturing that is. <laughs> just like open up your phone and like by the way i'm i'm in coachella everyone around me steve got uh loaded pulled pork brisket tater tots uh people are getting meat lovers pizza people are getting chicken paella and then i'm over here with like a freaking stupid slice of cheese pizza and i'm like in envy i'm drooling and then i open my phone to just two of the mo- I, literally He's got to start doing not safe for work when he sends those type of photos. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That is the closest thing to like, that's like opening your photo and there being like a nude person on there. You got to mm-hmm. be careful walking around that. Like I was looking at it. I was salivating. People were like, what are you staring at? I'm like, oh, don't worry about it. You know, I was getting a little creepy. I didn't like it. No, yeah, I, just, I distinctly remember that moment. I was eating a dumb tuna sandwich. It was actually really <laughs> delicious. But when you're sending barbecue to my phone, I'm, on Great Friday or Good Friday, it wasn't that great? great. 
<laughs> would have been great with some barbecue. <laughs> Anything that you're eating that is really good, you look at that and you go, wow, that's better. Exactly. <laughs> um, all right. Anything else, Johnny? Uh, not much else. Hopefully we can get in studio soon, boys. It's been a while. Yeah. Um, did anyone get their Lala tickets? I think I'm going to ask you guys. I did not. Um, I saw that the day by day lineup came out today. I'm looking into it. Um, I'm looking into potentially a day, but the immediate sort of uh, view, there was nothing super like, you know, like, oh, I absolutely have to go that day. There's a couple mm-hmm. that was like, yeah, I can make that work kind of a thing. Yeah. You know? I'll probably go in a day or two again, like last year. Yeah. Um, is I did have one more funny story from Coachella that I'll tell you guys. So we were at Doja Cat. Doja Cat, very good yeah. performer. That was the last time we uh, went to a concert together at Lola. At Lala, wasn't it? Uh, Back in the Stallion. You're right. That's what it was. A little different. <laughs> wow. She was actually right before Doja Cat, so I saw Megan mm. the Stallion into that. But anyways. So during this show, um, like I like Doja Cat. I wouldn't say she's my favorite, but uh, at Coachella, you can't like walk around with a beer and there's no beer vendors if you're not in a beer garden. So uh, me and a couple of the guys, like all the girls were like, I ain't leaving. This is like a bad bitch coming on stage. We're all bad bitches. And I was like, all right, yeah, whatever. <laughs> and so we, we went to go get a drink. And... A little backstory. So we all like split up. We went to go see Danny Elfman. A couple of people went to go see another show. We like regrouped and everyone else was like, where, where's Andy? And we did the, I thought he was with you. And they're like, I thought he was with you. And so we're like, okay, like, well, we'll find him. So we're in this massive line, just listening to Doge Cat, waiting to get a drink. And out of nowhere, who comes out just dancing like a madman with like a group of people, but Andy (laughs) and they're doing a conga line through. And when I say it's busy, this is the busiest beer garden I've ever seen. They are trying to like, they were doing the genius thing and it was Klein's plan. So they were doing a conga line through the line and then would like periodically someone would like, leave to get in close to the beer line without having to wait at the end and he ran into us on the line (laughs) and we were like what the hell is going on here but he doesn't mention it so he's at the head of this conga line someone's hands on his hips he gets to us he's like ah joe steve what's up (laughs) we're like what the hell what do you mean what's up what's going on he's like Oh, me? He's like, oh, man, yeah, no, I lost you guys. So I made a couple new friends. Um, We started a condo line. You know how it goes. And everyone's like, no, we don't know how it goes. What do you mean you just started a condo line in the middle of a bar? He's like, well, you know, he's like, I wanted to dance. Then other people wanted to dance. He's like, the next thing you know, you got to do a condo line. (laughs) And I got mad for a second because I was like, I'm pissed off that this guy – is all by himself, and he's like, you know what? I'm going to make the most of it. I'm going to do a conga line with strangers. So I respected that. But yeah, he just ran into us in line. He got out of the conga line. They kept going, and then he didn't mention the conga line. And everyone's like, well, we got to talk about this. We can't just like (laughs) – 
It, it was like, like they were like, thing. yeah, they like they were dropping him off to us, and he just saw us <laughs> randomly. And then That's he just impressive. like, yeah, and he just stands there, and we're like, what's going on? He's like, it's been a wild couple of hours, and we're like, yeah, we can tell. <laughs> That's a like, classic uh, cool guy move. Is just yeah. to, to uh, like do something cool and then be like, no, it's no big deal. Just yeah. doing conga line stuff. It's totally. Yeah, he was like, you know, it's, it's sad. Talking to you like you're the idiot. Like obviously, yeah, I'm yeah. gonna do a conga line. <laughs> you don't get around the via conga line. Like what's the main yeah. form of transportation. Yeah. Um, okay, let's go into sports talk. The Bulls. Dead. Hey man, it's not over till it's over. They play tonight, right? We lost by fifty-two combined points in the last two games. How do you feel about Game Five? Well, Caruso is out with a concussion protocol. He and is Zach out. Levine. Zach Levine is out with um, COVID knee. symptoms and knee problem. <laughs> which, as soon as the season's over, Zach Levine is going to have surgery on his yeah. knee. Lonzo Ball is oh. already out. Um, Patrick Williams was out most of the season, and now he's back, but still getting back into it. Like they, mm-hmm. they're playing against the defending champions and <laughs> the the number one scorer in the league, top five scorer in the league. Like they're done. They had a great season. They got it back going. They got people excited about it again. They got um, you know ticket prices going up at the UC and everything like that. Um, yeah. So things are looking up, but like no, it's. It's not going to happen. They're, they're going to lose. <laughs> but can I say, I, I'm okay with it. You know, we had a lot of injuries this season. We, you know, we had a new team. We had four, or only one starter from last year really was there, Zach Levine. We got Vooch at the break. Yeah. Um, I'm, I'm happy with how the Bulls played. I think that, I think that we're only missing one or two pieces truly to make the team go from where they're at now to uh, possibly a championship contender. What do you guys think about that? Or am I too hopeful? I'm trying to see. I mean, is there anyone significant leaving next year? What are the contracts look like? No, we have a lot of cap space. I really think. I think Levine's contract is up. I think they're going to have to re-sign him. Which... Yeah, but they're probably going to extend him. Or I wouldn't mind trading him. Yeah. But I, I think you're right, though, Joe. I think it's like a few, like it, it feels like a superstar team just it came together rather quickly, piece by yeah, piece, too. I, I don't think we're that far away. Yeah. Dude, let's be honest. We ran into the Bucks in the playoff. I don't know if you guys heard about this guy, Giannis. Giannis, the Greek freak. He's pretty fucking good. And he's by the way, Nick, he's third in scoring. Do you know what the leading scorer is? Averaged uh, was uh, Jokic, 29 and a half points a game. Fucking Greek freak was twenty eight point eight points a game. There's not a lot difference there. He's pretty good. They're good. Uh, they're the defending champs and coming back with pretty much the same team. I hate Grayson Allen though. I really do. I hate that guy with this. He pissed me. Oh, oh my god. god. He went yeah. off. I hate him on that third game. My, I mean, it, 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 Chicago never adjusted. They just left him alone every time. He said, yeah. you know what? He can't do it again. He can't do it again. Then he did it six mm. times or seven times, whatever it was. Yeah. God, made four threes in a row. It was bad. Um, but this, uh, this might be me being too much of a homer, and I need you guys to call me out if I am doing this. But I truly believe that this season, with Billy Donovan, with the pieces that we have, DeMar DeRozan especially, 
uh, Vucevic, Caruso, Lonzo Ball. I really do think that now uh, a couple of superstar players might turn their head and actually give Chicago a look for their next place to play. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I think they've got some they've got a really high upside. Um, they've got some really good, exciting young players. When everybody was healthy, they were really playing well together. Um, I think when I think I think losing Alonzo Ball was probably the nail in the coffin. It's so bad. Um, they still haven't really found their replacement point guard. I mean, Kobe White is a great you know off the bench guy, but he was not on the starting five after mm-hmm. down. So they kind of were were shifting in Caruso, which he's more of a two. You know, Demar was bringing up the ball a fair amount. Like there, there was no kind of obvious sort of replacement for him. So. I, I think you know coming back healthy next year with every with a, a very similar crew will be good. I think they they the 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 big things they need to shore up in my my opinion are kind of the, the more role player guys guys like um, Derek Jones Jr. Javante Green uh, those guys who are you know maybe starters they they contribute a couple points per game that sort of stuff um, you know just kind of shoring that up because they're, they're kind of the weakest in my opinion, the weakest part of, of the Bulls. Yeah, I really think we need another true scorer and we need another big man. Um, Tristan Thompson's doing okay. He's definitely on the older side. We got him at the break, you know, new team. He's been playing okay. Um, Bradley, dude, 7-1. I've never seen a guy that big that refuses to put his hands up in the paint. I don't get it. I don't understand. He's a rookie, but like, I don't get it. I get think there. We need- he just needs to be there, though. That's all he has yeah. to do. Just stick his I arms think out. we need another good big. Um, it's just because when you see when Vucevic goes off the court, no one is afraid to even go just just not go right to the basket. Like that's all they do is they're like, oh, he's out, boom, gone. Like I'm just gone. Uh, no one's a three-point threat, even though he's not the best three-point shooter, but he can still knock him down. Um, the Lonzo Ball, you know, he's been on three teams. He's a good player, and I was super excited to get him for the Bulls. And when he went down, I didn't realize the impact that he had. It was kind of like I did it when um, – why am I blanking on the – who's the Bears player that growls? Why am I blanking on his name? Uh, <laughs> oh no! Why am I blanking on his name? Um, the Bears player that grew- oh, oh yeah, uh, the- yeah 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 um, oh, Eddie, Hicks. Eddie Goldman Akeem Hicks yeah Akeem Hicks. It's like when he went out and like you realize like whoa how much of an important party was that line even though we have Robert Quinn and Cleo Mack. Um, Lonzo Ball really did it. I will give it fully up to the Illini alumni. Uh, Isle. Isle picked up and played really well. He has kind of slowed down once people kind of figured him out. He is a rookie. Um, the beginning of the year, he was doing really well. But yeah, you're right. He doesn't have much in his bag yet. But we need better backups. We need Our these bench. people to. Yeah, we need them to really take the next step. Um, <laughs> like Caruso coming off the bench is so good. But besides that, we're struggling a little bit. Kobe White. Let's be honest. He's not making his threes. He's useless out there. Yeah, um, that's what I was gonna say. It's the bench. I think that's really got to beef up. You can see it to like the Bucks. I mean, their whole bench is 
you could take out all their starters and they'll be just fine. But yeah. Yeah. I mean, obviously, it, it, if you feel one guy go down, I mean, it shouldn't make that big of an impact, especially when you still have really Levine and DeRozan and all mm. these guys around him. If you pluck yeah. one guy, it shouldn't. And I'm not going to say it, it imploded, but, I mean, we're seeing the playoffs right now, and that's when it matters. So. Yeah, and this is when it's so important. In the playoffs, it's got to mm. be that whole next man up mentality, and we're just not really answering the bell when it comes to that. Um, sticking on the NBA playoffs, uh, who in your mind right now your favorite to win the finals? Right now, I'm not going to lie. I'm looking at Boston, and I'm a liking. They swept the Nets. I didn't see that coming. Yeah, sweeping the Nets was was pretty impressive. Um, mm-hmm. So that that's pretty hard to to deny. Uh, I I honestly haven't watched a lot of the games, um, so I'm going to go with the ones that I have watched. And the Bucks. I mean, dude, they're so good. It's just Giannis, and I mean. Drew Holiday is still looking really good, even though he's like 32, 33 years old, something like that. I, they've been there before. I mean, they've got kind of the hot streak going right now. Uh, mm-hmm. Grayson Allen, as like you were saying, as much as I hate him, was knocking down threes. Like, I kind of think you got to put some some pretty good money on them to at least get to the conference finals. Yeah, I could see that for sure. And it's scary that Chris Middleton is out and they're still putting up the numbers they are. Yeah. See, that, that's exactly what we were talking about, what the Bulls need. They had a superstar go down, and it looks almost like nothing has changed. Whereas Sorry. when we had a good player go down, it looks like our team is in shambles. And that, let's be honest, that makes the difference between a championship contender and just another good team. Uh, Johnny, who do you think? Uh, yeah, I think it's going to come down with the to the Bucks and obviously the Suns, but I think the Suns are going to win it this year. I think Devin Booker's taken more than enough disrespect from the league, from everyone. They mm-hmm. they look good, man. They they look awesome. They're fun to watch too. I feel like after Milwaukee last year, it's just hard to go back to back. Dude, I had a feeling that as soon as when Devin Booker went out and they lost, they came to the Pelicans, and then they played last night. I saw that crazy, stupid money was being put on the Pelicans. And I was just thinking, I was like, the Suns are a good team. They played terrible. I was like, I think that this is a great bet to bet against the Pelicans. And only 11% of the Pelicans covering, dude, they won by like 30. It wasn't even close. Yeah. It's just like, the Pelicans aren't bad. Uh, Timberwolves, Timberwolves in Memphis series has been phenomenal. It is something about the two young teams where they're good, but they still make the, the silly mistakes where it's just like a really enjoyable game to watch. They're all high scoring. Um, I mean, the last game ended on a buzzer beater. Uh, oh, here's something that I wanted to bring up to you guys. I want to get your opinion. So last night's game with a minute left, um, Towns made a three, and then he shushed the crowd. And then they ended up losing the game. So now people are uh, memeing him, his like shushing thing. Can you not celebrate during a game anymore? <laughs> like, is, that, is that just me? Like I, I feel like he made a three to go up by four with a minute left. He shushed the crowd. I feel like that's what you do in that moment. You celebrate in that moment. Like, yeah, they lost the game, but like, I don't think that's foolish of him to shush the crowd. Yeah, I mean, if he would have ran away and and been like 
fist bumping and stuff like that and and yelling out nobody would have said like hey don't celebrate yeah it's so true it's like just because it was the shush if it was anything else i don't think you hear about it and the shush you have to do sometimes because it's it's only something you can do when you're on the road you know you can't do the shush to your own crowd (laughs) but here's my thing if they won that game i don't think you hear about the shush anymore Definitely. Like, I, I don't think even people go back and even be like, oh, he shushed the crowd. I think it's just because they lost. And they lost in a buzzer beater with one second left. Like, that's going to happen sometimes. Like, you know, it's just, I don't know. I, I thought it was stupid. Like, people are giving him shit for it. I was like, first of all, he's seven foot and he just drained a three with one knee up. I was like, it's pretty impressive. Yeah. And I was like, I would love to be able to shush a crowd. Like being in enemy territory, making a big shot, just, mm, just shush the crowd. It'd be yeah. amazing. That's the situation um, right there. That's what he's been training for his whole life. Yeah. Um, all right, let's talk a little bit about what's going on in the NFL. There's a couple of topics that I want to go. One, the uh, NFL draft's coming up. Uh, the Falcons GM, I can't tell if he's an e- idiot or a genius. So he put out in a public report that – they're going to go for a quarterback in the draft. I don't know if you remember this, but the Atlanta Falcons traded traded Matty Ice, so they don't have a quarterback. And people were praising him, like, wow, this is so, like, bold. Like, they, this is such a good idea for them to go get a quarterback. I, I don't understand how that's impressive. If you gave away your quarterback, quarterbacks in the draft the draft's coming up shouldn't you get a quarterback one would seem to follow the other yeah like yeah (laughs) like him people saying like this is why he's a great gm then i'm a great gm (laughs) like when when they traded matty ice didn't you guys say wow they need another quarterback so it sounds like maybe they're they're praising the getting rid of Ryan more than it is replacing finding his replacement. Like obviously, if you get rid of Ryan Matt Ryan, you're you're going to get a quarterback. Yeah, but they're like this guy's a genius. It's like, I feel like I'm, I'm missing something. I he, yeah, I think he's just common sense. Not to mention that, like, haven't people been talking about how this? this draft class is like not very good with quarterbacks. Like I'm looking yeah, at the top four. Picks right now. They've got, yeah. Malik Willis from Liberty, Kenny Pickett from Pittsburgh, Desmond Ritter from uh, Cincinnati and Matt Coral from Ole Miss is their top four. Like, and Howler from uh, UNC. Yeah. How, yeah. Sam Howell rounding out the top five. Like that's not very underwhelming. Yeah, that's pretty underwhelming. Like, like, don't get me wrong. Some of these guys have had like decent careers, like Desmond Ritter and everything like that. But there's a huge difference between having a good career at Cincinnati and being able to start in the NFL, presumably week one, based on what this guy is saying. Yeah. Um, another thing that I want to bring up is I don't know what's going around the wide receiver. I think they all got the same sickness. Where Debo Samuel came out and was like, I'm done with the 49ers. Uh, The 49ers are now actually shopping him around. 
Dude, if I was the 49ers, I'd be shitting my pants if Debo Samuel leaves. I Last year, how amazing was Debo Samuel? He was so much fun to watch. He's lining up in the backfield. He's catching. His yaks was number two in the league. Like, after last season, it was like, wow, congratulations, San Francisco. You got one. And now it's like he's – they've been – his fan, or the 49ers fan base have also been calling him Diva Samuels, which is pretty Ooh. good. I'll give it to him. I'm pretty good. <laughs> but also, I don't get why they're making fun of him because if the guy's like, I'm thinking about leaving, and then you just start shit-talking him, like what is he supposed to be like? You know what? You're right. I'm coming back. Like, no, I feel like you're just pushing him away more. Well, it sounds like he started complaining about something and fans didn't, didn't take a liking to that. What was he complaining about? He's complaining or was he just making a big fuss about it, obviously? They're complaining about his money, and it's because they didn't want to extend him because he's now technically like a running back wide receiver, and it's, you know, running backs yeah. get hurt more. And so they were, like, doing that, and so he wanted more money, and then they're like, well, we're already paying you a lot of money, and they're like, yeah, you're paying me $5 million a year. Devontae Adams is getting paid 24 So. Yeah. yeah. I I like the I'm reading headlines about this and um, he um, uh, wiped his uh, team, the 49ers, from all of his social media. Oh yeah, it's a good move. I love that that is a move that has become so commonplace. I feel like you see it most often in the NFL and in the NBA, uh, <laughs> particularly because just players are bouncing around a lot in those leagues. But I love that that's always like the first sign, and that grabs headlines too. It's so crazy, like. Such a petty move. (laughs) Yeah. Removed all mentions from his Twitter, from his Instagram regarding his team and the city and everything like that. And that that gets a headline. I was like, oh, things must not be good and everything. (laughs) It's a beautiful thing. I've been seeing uh, some of the funniest stuff that I've been seeing like meme-wise for the draft is, I forgot what it was. It was like with the 27th pick of the Green Bay Packers select. Kenny Pickett, Pittsburgh. <laughs> just, just like the Green Bay Packers have only signed Aaron Rodgers to make his life hell, which I find really funny. I don't think that's the case, but that would crack me up if they drafted another quarterback. Uh, the Speaking of Green Bay Packers, they actually reached out for Debo Samuels. They offered a first-round pick and Jordan Love, and they got turned down. How Shut sad is it that Jordan Love is just – Everyone's like, yeah, oh, I like the first round pick. What else? Jordan Love. Now nah, I'm good. <laughs> no, nah, I'm good. Dude, Jordan um, Love pretty well for himself to like basically. I mean, he was a he had a decent career at Utah State. And then it's like, oh, you're going to be back up to Aaron Rodgers. And he's probably made a decent amount of money. Like, what is this? Like $30 million. Yeah, $30 million. Like, like, How many that's... games does Jordan Love start? Does anyone know? One is it one? One thirty million dollars to start one game. Yeah, it was his past season, and he did terrible. What? And then everybody's like, me? "Oh, maybe, maybe Jordan Love isn't going to be a uh, replacement for Aaron Rodgers." It's like, yeah, you, you think? <laughs> <laughs> um, other words, this is the last one I had for the NFL. Colin Kaepernick has been signed. What I know. The Seahawks have signed Colin Kaepernick. Wow. Here's what – I might get hate for this, but fuck it. Let's be honest. He's not good. He was replaced by Blaine Gabbert, which is – that's not good. 
that's not who you want to get replaced by. Um, you know what they say, if you're not good five years ago, take five years off and come back, and I'm sure you'll be a star again. I don't see that happening. I, I, I think it's a publicity stunt. I really do. Yeah, it might be. Um, do you guys I, really think he could play? He couldn't play five years ago. Why? Why can he play now? I don't think so. Uh, part of me hopes that he does play, and we get like a couple games from him, so we can see how awful he is. And I'll agree collectively that like, okay, he doesn't need to play anymore. Yeah, to see what happens when you take a break from the NFL. I hope I. I don't want him to be bad. I'm just stating the facts. He was bad five years ago. I don't think taking five years off from the sport and coming back is going to somehow make you better. And I know that all these stupid scouts are saying, like, he looks really good in his practices. What is his practices? No pads thrown to a guy in a fucking high school parking lot? Yeah. And, I mean, even if he is throwing in full pads, there's just always going to be a difference between a workout practices and And a real game live game yeah and um yeah i don't know i i part of me it it's hard for me to believe that after how much time has passed that a team would willingly say yes we want to sign him and get all of that extra attention that comes with him on us and i i don't think any team would would do that because they're like he deserves it like i'm reading these headlines about uh mark davis saying that like he deserves it. It's like, okay, Mark, then why don't you get him on your team? Um, so I don't know. I, I I don't know if, I don't know how much publicity you want just because of that. And if you have it, how much is going to distract from everything else you're trying to do? Yeah. Don't you think though, if he was good during the whole kneeling situation, if he was the starting quarterback, he was a star. Look at what happened with the Deshaun Watson scandal. The man has sexual, no, sorry allegedly sexually assaulted 86 women. He is now going to be the first quarterback, first NFL player to almost get a fully guaranteed contract where they're actually structuring the deal around $1 million in his first year. And if he gets suspended, that he only loses a million dollars. He was bad. And that's why it stirred up so much. I don't think it was very controversial. I think you could do whatever you want. It just, when you affect the owner's pockets and you're not a star bringing in money, that's when they get mad and they'll start blackballing you. You know, they'll start keeping you out. If he was good, I really don't think this even becomes a thing. I think the whole kneeling across the whole NFL doesn't really become a thing. I think you can kneel now. You can do whatever you want. I think that. And then like him doing the pig socks, his cops and stuff like that. He just, he went out. It just it, it's just what I'm saying. If he was good, I don't think it would be a bigger issue, like him even coming back now. It's just because he was bad. He was replaced by Blaine Gabbert. Jesus Christ, that's terrible. <laughs> um, okay, let's go into timeout though. So timeout. Where? Where? On the podcast. Oh. oh. Um, Johnny sent me a couple of good food ones. We're going to get to those. But the first thing I want to talk about is the Johnny Depp versus Amber Heard trial. Have you guys been following it at all? Not really, no. Instagram Uh, snippets. Yeah. So the first thing that I want to say is if you are Amber Heard's lawyers, 
you gotta talk to her and you gotta say you gotta stop looking so god darn guilty sitting there <laughs> he's telling there was a clip where he was telling a story about hit or her hitting him so amber heard hitting johnny depp and she's sitting there nodding what the fuck yeah <laughs> like dude you can't nod in agreement trial, dude. like you like even if you're guilty you gotta be like stone face you gotta have a good poker face you can't be over there like yeah she stacked me in the face and her being like i did that you know, i did it <laughs> um the, so the, whole, the yeah the whole the whole reason for the trial just to to recap all that too is like they were in a relationship then 2014 to 2017 she, she allegedly was like beating up him and he called the cops and everybody's like oh it's good and then sometime later she called the cops or maybe it was reverse initially where she called the cops and was like Johnny Depp's beating me. And then he's like, no, no, no. Like I didn't touch her. She did all, she did everything. I remember something about her like shitting in their bed. Uh, so I, I, oh, I'm going to get to that. And that's cool. Do okay. <laughs> you want to go straight to the shitting in the bed? Yeah. Yeah. Let's recap that. Right, let's go straight to the shitting in the bed. So, all right, uh, a little background for anyone that doesn't understand. So, exactly what happened is in 2014, 2017, they were married. Uh, Amber Heard, then after the marriage, she got a restraining order, and then she posted this article in the Washington Post about how Johnny Depp was abusing her. Right now, Johnny Depp is now suing her for $50 million for defamation of character. Okay. So, they got to her shitting in the bed. And I think. Me personally, I think that this this claim needs to be thrown out of court because anyone would have done this. So she, Amber Heard, uh, supposedly came home blackout drunk, uh, eating Taco Bell. She she got, she got into bed on Johnny Depp's side of the bed, herself, and left it there for him to land. I don't know how said that she did it intentionally i don't know if i believe it i think it's someone that had too much tequila snack snacking on a crunch wrap supreme at two o'clock in the morning she had some grumblies she thought it was a fart she trusted it boom nasty's <laughs> on the bed who hasn't been there after eating taco bell say that's a big uh big driving force in a lot of this taco bell now, if she purposely ate Taco Bell to shit in her bed or to shit on his side of the bed, jail. That is jail because that is a nasty shit. There is nothing clean about that. It ain't solid. It is not good. Wait, it looks on. like what the beef looks like. Was Taco Bell actually mentioned or are you guys bullshitting? Taco Bell was mentioned. Oh, what? This is a knock on Taco Bell. I don't think this is a knock on Taco Bell. If you eat Taco Bell and you have to take a bad poop later, you go, ah, well, I ate Taco Bell. Well, surprised. you know what comes with Taco Bell. You're not just, you know, you're, yeah. you're paying twice for it. Everyone knows yeah. that. You know what you're getting yourself into. I don't care yeah, how rich or poor you are. Taco Bell's Taco Bell. It costs what it costs and it, it gives you what it gives you. Yeah, you get full off of $5. It would be incredible if the uh 
Johnny Depp's lawyers were able to prove beyond reasonable doubt that she intentionally ate Taco Bell with the intent of shitting in their bed. Like she was constipated a couple days, so she's like, I'm going to crush some beefy five layers and I'm going to do it. Doing it. Yeah. Like, like, get like Johnny Cochran back from the grave to like, you know, be the lawyer for that. Could you imagine that jury reading? Be like, uh, (laughs) <laughs> like uh i can't even say it but like the ju- the judges up there glasses and arms like okay to count three purposely eating taco bell and then defecated <laughs> on johnny's side of the bed and the jury's like guilty your honor and everyone's just like oh no <laughs> guilty guilty as charged <laughs> Um, so there is also some, uh, really good parts. Um, so they asked Johnny Depp. So Johnny Depp supposedly has lost a lot of money for acting roles that he had, that they lost due to this thing. Um, and they asked him, they're like, so, so they're like, so you, you, you like can't find work. And he's like, yeah, that's what I've been talking about. That's kind of why the case is going. And they're like, so you're saying if Disney offered you $300 million, you wouldn't do another Pirates of the Caribbean. And he's like, that's not what I'm saying at all, sir. I don't think you understand what I'm saying. I'm saying I literally don't get offered. So if someone offered me $300 million, yeah, I'll do the movie. And, like, Amber Heard's rich. She rich, rich. You got to find better lawyers. Yeah, who are these lawyers? They are clowns. (laughs) It's like, uh... um, It reminds me of Arrested Development. (laughs) Got the worst it, fucking balloon. Yeah, not to get not to get too political, but like the Rittenhouse case, like the prosecutor was doing such a bad job, where it was like even people that were on his side were like, "Yeah, he's just not doing well. Mm-hmm. He's just not doing the case well." Like, how do you do a big profile case that knows you're going to be televised? Like, wouldn't you practice that like hundreds of times? <laughs> That's yeah, that's why it's not looking too good on the <clears throat> herd side of things, especially since they've already been caught in lies during the Dude, during the trial. Four times during trial. Oh, it's been four with, times with yeah. evidence that they've submitted during discovery. Do you know right. how that's a big like thing. bad of a look that is? Like, I'm not a lawyer, but if you give someone evidence and then they can use it to prove that you're lying, even though that you told them the evidence, you're <laughs> yeah. a fucking idiot. And it backfires four times. Yeah. You're in. The only yeah. thing is, I find it so funny the Taco Bell thing because when he was telling the story, I thought about it to myself, and I was like, Phew, "I've almost been there before." I was like, "I've almost shit myself." <laughs> I'm w- I'm willing to hear hear her side. <laughs> I do like Nick's idea of them just being like, "What do you count two? They're like guilty, and she's like, "Oh no!" And Taco Bell's behind her, like, "We got to take the sponsorship away. We can't, we can't do it anymore. No more Bob Lance for you." Um, yeah, so I've been keeping an eye on it. I highly recommend doing it. It is, um, it is really funny. Johnny Depp took the stand for four days. It was, um, it was, I'm not a lawyer, but some of the questions I love when they, if you object, you can just say the question in a different order of words and accounts. I don't get that, but I love that that's a thing. Where there is, like, if I was like, Johnny, what color of shirt were you wearing? 
and they're like objection sustained and i'm like on that day what shirt color were you wearing and they're like that's good and you're like what the fuck <laughs> how does that make any sense uh, but you know, i find that really funny um oh, let's go to some food ones so the first one is everyone should love this seasoning, Old Bay. Old Bay as a seasoning is one of the most tastiest things in the world. Usually used for fish, crawfish, Cajun. Very good. They've stepped out of their comfort zone, and they started making exactly what you think. Vodka, my guy. They stepped into the booze world. They said, this seasoning ain't going to do it enough. Oh it's gosh. not going to make us millions. So Old Bay has come out with Old Bay flavored vodka and old bay, old bay bloody mary mix i love the pivot i love the pivot from a salad to a liquid don't get me wrong don't get me wrong i love it i respect it the the bloody mary mix is sounds better than the vodka. really really good idea like okay but the vodka we, yeah we usually make fun of this stuff the vodka fits in with that the bloody mary mix is actually like mm. That was a good idea. It's gonna be good. That for years. But I like that they needed their own vodka to put in their Bloody Mary mix. I like that they saw they don't want you going out and buying Tito's. They want you buying theirs. They should sell it in a pack. Little, little two pack, little vodka little, Bloody little Mary. Two mix. pack. Yeah, it's came out like two months ago, I think. But <clears throat> now people have had a chance to really try it. Apparently, it's a lot. A lot better than you think. Like, I know we talked about the Arby's curly fried vodka and the crinkle crinkle cut fried vodka, and those had <laughs> terrible reviews, but <laughs> this one is good for, like, cooking pasta, making pasta sauces and all that stuff because the peppery, like, the peppery spiciness doesn't come, doesn't come through too much. Like, people were even taking shots of it. And obviously, like vodka is usually taken a little colder, so it kind of dilutes any of the spiciness or aftertaste of it. Ooh. It's actually pretty good that people are liking it. But when they put it in like a martini, a spritzer, or something like that, and especially Dude, when they cook be... with it, it works really well because it's McCormick. Yeah. I mean, McCormick, that, that's what they specialize in is seasoning foods and making flavors work that usually don't. But so. I really like the idea. I make my own. Um... Rigatoni alla vodka, where you use actual vodka. Using vodka with a taste? Mm -hmm. I like that idea. Really I like that. Idea. You know what? I'm going to give it up for old day. Yeah, not too bad. <laughs> kind of want to try <laughs> it still, though. <laughs> I don't know if I'm going to buy a bottle. Yeah, I was going to say, I don't know if I'm rushing out to get a, like a shot of old day, but if someone had it like a novelty drink, yeah, I'd try it. It's on the table. Um, okay, the next one. Von Lewin launches pizza-flavored ice cream nationwide at Walmart. Dude, what is up? Why can't they just keep ice cream flavors the way it is? Why can't you just keep them sweet? This has got to be disgusting. Or am I wrong? I think it's disgusting. It sounds fucking horrible. I I don't like... The idea of it so i'm probably not going to try it but what they what they're constantly doing with this is they're getting us talking about it here we are talking about it other people are listening to it you know it's creating a creating a buzz and uh, you think this will get people to buy it 
not it, but you know, it increases brand awareness. Johnny, you work in this industry. What do you think? Yeah, it's working. It's now available on like GoPuff, Gettier, and like all the third party delivery vendors. Um, and I don't know, you saw how like little Debbie is partnering up with like ice cream makers too. We covered that. That makes way ago. more sense. Right. So not everyone can partner with little Debbie. So they got to take this route where it's cream cheese and mozzarella ice cream, tomato jam swirls and basil crust cookies. God damn. Um, but it's made its way to Walmart and you can't do that unless it sells. So I haven't talked to anyone that's tried it, but it works for what they do. Apparently it sounds like a genius idea to make it through the food delivery services, because this is a shame purchase. <laughs> this is the type of purchase that you don't want to pull out this pint of ice cream and have someone scan it, look at it and bag it. <clears throat> so they want it. Like you would be like the Unabomber. You'd like, I don't know, man. You'd answer your door like this. You'd grab it and you'd go. There's three brands. It's Ben and Jerry's, Hagen Daz, and Van Leeuwen. Those are the main brands that are selling pints online right now. Wait, Ben and Jerry's has pizza? No, pints of ice cream that you could buy off of like GoPuff or like 7-Eleven. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, but that's what I'm saying. It's a genius idea because it's a shame purchase. It's like, uh, remember the first time you ever bought condoms? You're a little shameful. You had to buy a couple of extra things to buy. Maybe a mop, maybe a bucket, a couple of sponges for the house, a Twix. I do remember you know? that, actually. And then, and then it's like, it's not even shameful. You're just being safe. But at the time, you're like, I don't know. It, it felt illegal almost. It felt like you were buying booze underage or something. You're like, oh my God, why am I doing this? Um, it's a very novel experience. Just like pizza ice cream. You know what they should do? They should just make pizza ice cream and make it out of regatta cheese. That's what they should do. Frozen regatta cheese. Melt it down, cook with it. Um, all right. The next one is Johnny actually titled this one, Today's Food food Fail Fegment. I think you meant segment, but I got it. Mountain Dew is coming out with flaming Hot Beverages. It is now the official drink of hell, says GameSpot.com. The official I, drink of hell? Yeah, I don't think – I think Flamin' Hot is just going to be in everything. It's just going to be a part of everything now. Yeah, you, got mac and you got mac and cheese. You got the ice cream. Why not make it into a drink? Yeah, it's in sushi it, burritos. Like, they're famously wrapped in hot Cheeto dust all over the, all over the yeah. country now. I feel like it's just the thing now. Flaming Hot Cheetos is just like we're gonna put it in everything. You're gonna it's it's like a, a political cartoon of like capitalism. It's like you're gonna eat the flaming hot you pig, and we're like, yeah, yeah, I'll eat it. <laughs> <laughs> like, yeah, I'll, I'll try anything. So I kind of want to try this one though. It's easy enough to get. I would like if I see it in a story, I'll buy a, a sixteen ounce bottle of. Oh, I thought you were going to buy 16, 16 no. bottles. Yeah, I'll try it. I'll buy like a 30 pack. <laughs> but the chaos is incredible. Um, the flames coming off of it, the uh, the flaming hot man, uh, guy, dude, um, flame, I guess, uh, is, is on it. That's uh, it, It's hard to miss. 
everybody's going to know you're drinking flaming hot Mountain Dew. You're not going to be able to hide that. We were just talking about, you know, like hiding your purchases and stuff. <laughs> no, you're going to get this and you're going to get your pizza ice cream and you're going to have to live with your shame as the <laughs> checkout person rings all that shit up. Do you think that people have been following the Johnny Depp trail like I have and now it's just making food products to shit your significant other's bed? Because if you have Old Bay Bloody Mary, pizza-flavored ice cream, and then you wash it all down with a drink from hell, probably shit in your pants. Oh, yeah. All over the place. Mm-hmm. It's just topical. They're like, yeah, we got we to gotta get it while it's hot. If, you, if you're constipated, though, they could really market that as a way to you know clear out the system. Um, they market it as a laxative. A nice laxative. Mm-hmm. A, a good tasting laxative. Yeah. You know? Are you tired of your bland tasting chocolate laxatives? Well, try Van Luren's pizza flavored ice cream. Wash it down with an ice cold Mountain Dew flaming hot. Don't forget the old bang vodka and Bloody Mary mix. <laughs> I get it. Um, all right, let's go to the rank. So once again, this rank is going to be the biggest sports bus or draft bus of all time. We're going to go Johnny, Nick, myself. Um, okay, I'm going to go start with Mitch Trubisky. Oh, it's the biggest of all time? No, no, no. I, I, won't, I won't do the first one. Only because you told me earlier I won't do that. That's actually my – well, I won't say which number. But at the top, I did have Kevin White just because it was at the time where expectations were, god damn, come on. Just We saw nothing. He's made out of glass. And just never got over it. himself. It's specifically to Chicago sports. It's a little biased there, but I'll take Kevin White. Wait, so you're going Kevin White and not Mitch? Correct. Kevin White. Man, you just let Joe strong arm you out of that number one overall pick. Uh, I have a few other impressive ones that I'd rather take Mitchell Trubisky off the board here. Although, if he uses it, I do have a fun stat. I mean, Joe's going to take him for sure. Um. Okay, so you're doing Kevin White. Uh, I'm gonna go with Jamarcus Russell. Yeah, because I, I mean, the, the my favorite part of the everybody knows the story, but my favorite part of the whole story, which I'm pretty sure I've told on the podcast before, but I'll say it again, is that the coaches knew he wasn't watching game film. And so they gave him a tape that was blank and said, watch this tonight and then come back tomorrow with notes and we're going to talk about it and everything. And sure enough, came back the next day and was like, did you watch it? Like, yeah, 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 I, I totally watched it. OK, what do you think? Like, oh, I thought this this and that just completely made it up. Just guy was number one overall pick, had the body like nobody's ever believed before, could throw the football a hundred yards, just couldn't do everything else. And the uh, number one overall pick wasted a bunch of time and money on him. Just uh, really kind of sad. Yeah. No. Uh, my number one is going to be Markel Fultz. Markel Fultz, it's, it's hard to not do this list comparing it to the other people that were drafted. Um, so Boston actually had the number one pick. Philly had the number three. They traded two first rounders up to get him. Uh they Philly drafted Markel Fultz. He's an absolute bust. And then Jason Tatum was picked in the spot that the 76ers were supposed to pick. And Jason Tatum is an absolute stud. Markel Fultz, 
Also, it's not all fully on him. He was injured, and the Sixers kept making a play where it ended up making his jump shot look like he's never seen a basketball in his life. Uh, number two is going to be Ryan Leaf. Poor, poor Ryan Leaf. By the way, he does have his own podcast. It is absolutely phenomenal. He talks in very much detail about the mindset or mindset that he had. He also kept a journal, so he goes over it. And one of my favorite things is after his third practice, he knew that things weren't going well. He wasn't really adjusted to the game as well as he thought. That he put something in bold letters and underlined it twice, and he just said, whatever you do, don't buy the big house. He's like, don't spend a lot of money because you might need to look for something else. So wow. I respect that. I respect that. Like, yes, he was a bust, but he he had he's a smart guy. He understands. So I like that. And just self aware. That, that's yeah. an incredible amount of self awareness. Um, I'm very impressed by that too. Uh, okay. Um, number two. So I got a bunch of like kind of random ones. Uh, I'm going to go with Reggie Bush. Um, I think he he had a good he had a decent career. I mean, he had like a kind of middle of the road NFL career. But for a dude that was the best, most electric player in college football, was so highly recruited, went to USC and won, I don't know, one national championship, maybe two, won the Heisman, all this stuff. And he, I'm pretty sure he got selected second overall you would have thought that he would have been one of the greatest running backs of all time. And he really wasn't. Um, uh, yeah, I think, it, I think overall just a pretty big letdown. Mm-hmm. Johnny? Johnny, you got two. Bo Jackson. What? Uh, drafted number one by the Tampa Bay Bucks in 1986. And then they gave him an ultimatum between baseball and football. And he chose baseball, so then the Raiders picked him up. And obviously, we know what happened there. But yeah, totally wasted pick by the by the Tampa Bay Bucks. Oh, that's a good way of looking at it. It's a little different there, <laughs> but uh, I don't know. I would I would count it as a bust on Tampa Bay's part for sure. Like you don't give a man oh, like that. That's uh, uh, okay. That's what you're going with. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Yeah, Bo Jackson say, is like, not the know, bust. <laughs> I was like, Bo Jackson was incredibly good. <laughs> no, their pick uh, in that regard. I mean, super athlete. You don't do that. He does what he wants. And if he wants to do two major league sports in 1986, you let him do it. Yeah. And then number three, I'm going to go with uh, Sam Bowie. Damn, I had him. Yeah, that's, I mean... You can't pass up on his airness. Uh, but, I mean, the way they saw it, even I think the Bulls were even considering uh, going with Bowie, too. Uh, they traded up. They were thinking about trading up, too. But uh, thank God that didn't happen. But, yeah, Portland Blazers, they hmm, what could have been. Who was the first pick in that draft? Was a really good guy, Hall of Famer. Akeem. Holy... Elijah Wan? Yeah. Yeah. That guy. Yeah. Which yeah, you can't be upset with picking Akeem Olajuwon. Yeah, like, it's a Hall of Fame. He had a great career. Like yeah. it, he's not Jordan, but he still is one of the greatest. Mm-hmm. So, Sam Bowie, though, yeah. All right, um, for my number three pick, I'm gonna go with, and 
this one's a little mean, but uh, Len Bias um, got drafted and then two days later died of a cocaine overdose. So, you know, number two, number two overall pick in 1986. So, you know, that's, Damn. Kind of that's fair. That's fair. Kind of yeah. Didn't even didn't play one minute in, in the pros. No, uh, in all seriousness, really sad um, and awful. Uh, what year was that? Sorry. Uh, 1986, I believe. 86. Yeah, 1986. Um, so yeah, I mean, really sad. Really um, but yeah, big bust. Mm-hmm. Um, my third pick is going to be Jared Mitchell of the Chicago White Sox. Uh, only because the next pick in the draft was Mike Trout. <laughs> Uh, Jared Mitchell never got out of farm system. He played only eight games in the major leagues. Three of those were designated hitter or pinch hitter. I'm sorry. And then Mike Trout is, I mean, he's Mike Trout. He happens to be very good at the game. Uh, and then my last one is Money Manziel. That was my Boy. one. <laughs> Boy, do the Browns know how to pick him. Manziel did not do well for them. No, he's out of the league. Mayfield just to me, he just seems like a slightly better version than Johnny Manziel. But whatever, I don't know if it's just their demeanor or off off field mannerisms. But I can see that they don't know how to draft. He's like a slightly more mature Manziel. Like he wasn't doing the partying or anything like that. But everything else is like very similar. Yeah. I like it. Um, okay, for my fourth pick, I'm going to go with... I got a couple recent guys on here. Um, yeah, I'm going to go with Saquon Barkley. Uh, number two overall pick was a Heisman finalist, was uh, like undeniably good at Penn State, just has not been healthy at all. He plays for the Giants, first of all, which is just you're never going to... To lose in battle. Yeah, yeah. So that that's unfortunate. Uh, they don't know how to build a team. Um, but yeah, he just has for all the time, all the money and everything like that. He yeah. just he hasn't had it. It's again, kind of like when bias, just like more sad than anything else. It's just um, a damn shame. Like, <laughs> yeah, had such high hopes, high ceiling, and it's just it's not going to work out for him. Yeah. All right. I'll end it with uh, Mitch Trubisky, uh, only because in his uh, last year with us, he ranked 31st in passing, and the passing leader that year was Deshaun Watson. So <laughs> add, add a little more uh, salt to the wound there. It's hard not to it's, I compare these guys to who also win their draft class, but it's just so true. What could have been? And now the most guaranteed money, which is considering everything else around it, it's just astounding how big of a difference it was. Yeah. I think you have to compare them to people in their draft class because it's like a combination of like, that was the time that your team, in this case, the Bears was looking for a quarterback and drafting one yeah. like actively, which doesn't yeah. happen every season. Uh, and with the number two pick, they could have picked any one of those guys in addition to the other part of it being just like, hey, these guys all kind of came up 
in college and into the pros at the same time, there's some mm-hmm. sort of levity there between all of them that um, you can't really compare with like some guy that came on 10 years ago versus now, like right. the league's different. Things are different. So. Yeah. All right. That was a good draft. Um, thank you guys very much for listening. Um, I will say this on this uh, right now. Uh, I still have so much clothes from the, charity merchandise thing so if you got it sent to me if you could text me i'll make sure that you get your stuff i still have about 40 pieces um thank you guys very much for listening hopefully we'll be in studio next week beer we hope that you're meeting well and we'll see you guys next week have a good one